what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any day. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome for this week's episode where actually I'm doing my director's clip. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Nichelle Anderson, and this is my podcast entitled Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond that I launched in 2017. And this particular director's clip that I have done when I kicked it off as a bonus, basically we go back and talk about the previous episodes that I have written and uploaded. Some of these episodes going forward, most of them will be only clips snippets to get the full short story you will have to be a paid patron of this particular podcast because this is considered premium content so you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash Michelle Anderson where you can go ahead and join at any particular level that you feel comfortable about you can cancel anytime and you get access to the stories most of the stories that are basically clips and snippets that I've released publicly but to get the full short story you will have to become a patron now in the director's clip I did mention in an episode a prior episode that I would make most of these director's clip available to the public if you're not a patron yet but it would still be beneficial if you are because you would get to pick up exactly what I'm talking about, right? If you haven't really heard the whole story, you're kind of getting pieces of it. Um, but at least they can get you encouraged enough to take the next step, support the podcast, support this. If you love the stories, you enjoy uh, these characters that I'm bringing to life for you. And you've been following me, my production, take the next step and become a patron. You get rewards based on your level. And then you can really be engaged as if we're sitting down having coffee or tea at a bistro talking about the story that I um, is going over with. And the most part this year will be mostly of Mole. That's my heart. That's my gem. I will write modern stories, but right now, this particular director's clip will be focusing on episode five and six. I already did the director's clip review from episode one when I kicked it off to episode four. So we will be talking about five and six. Let's go ahead and get started with this particular 
feature here of this episode. Now, episode five, let's just jump into it. Episode five is where it came to me that it was time for the listeners to find out about the father of Queen Hagar, the parents actually. Now, when I wrote the book for Mitzrayim, it was only Queen Hagar father that came through real strong. He was also responsible for teaching Princess Amenia, all right, in the mystery school of thoughts. And I'm talking about from the book perspective, right? And so Queen Hagar mother did not come through. But this time, I mean, I have to step aside. I am enjoying this like a kid in a candy store. Now, when I when I decided to do the podcast, Surviving Your Journey to a Success, when that came to me that I would be able to have a platform to talk more of my motivational quotes that I love to do because I'm a writer at heart. And then that scene, the scene number one, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. You got to, if you haven't heard it (laughs) yet you have to go listen to that episode episode one entitled before the time of princess amenia that scene kept coming to me days before my first podcast was to be scheduled to be released and something came to my spirit said you gonna have to do another podcast this is coming through too strong those images are varied it reminded me of when it happened that moved me to write the book Mitzrayim and started this saga in my life to turn in moments of love in ancient Egypt, the production. So that's where I'm at. So hearing these characters, getting connected to them is the most, I can't explain it, the experience that I'm going through. And it's wonderful because I get to find out more. I was only able to find out around that time frame what type of personalities that they had and the purposes that they had and the likes and I got to that point when I wrote the book but never really deep in the background of what made them who they are and how all of this came about it was pieces it was it was just flashes it seems of memories but um, now doing this hear this podcast and I'm get to learn these characters are coming in like popcorn popping on a Saturday it is so interesting and Queen Hagar I put it on the social media it was on our Facebook page that uh, a week or two weeks after maybe it was three weeks after just launching it and she just kept being on my mind and I just had to put it out there for people that caught it because I did not put it on blast that this is going to be the year of Queen Hagar. I just felt that she was talking to me and self that this would be a moment of their life, meaning Queen Hagar and King Milan of their life and to get to feel and get to uh and get to know princess hannah and get to understand the bond that they had between one another and i'm talking about the family the royal family queen hagar king milan and then princess hannah and then to find out more about the mother her mother did not come through it was just the father uh we call him grandfather tahib in the book in this in the short story i'm just mentioning tahib and so and then that image came from him to start episode five where i see him in this temple and um, he's a part of this other type of sect of this group but it's on the mainly on the east coast of the Sudan, what we call africa now and so and i just it's just a wonderful experience it's like opening up a present and 
you think it okay this is this is it and then more come through like no you're going to learn more about these other characters and the other people that just wasn't on the scene when you wrote the book and most of these characters have not been in a theatrical sense meaning on stage or in the webisodes that I was able to do now it is in a sense right now the status for Mole that we are still in the prep phase to return back to stage. It's a bigger production. There's more characters that I will reveal instead of the five. When I started Mole, um, it was a stage play from the book and it was Princess Semenya, of course. And then it was the two kings, King Dama, King Danielle. And then it was her close friends at the time, which was Salma and Nahar. That was it. And then when I did the web shows, I only brought two for it. That was Queen Hagar again. And now looking back, I see why she came through first to do in the web shows. She's played a vital role in all of this. And in the book, if you read the book, you know what led to that deal of why Damar was promised to marry Princess Aminia. And so now the pieces are coming. So when I wrote that on my Facebook page that we will be hand in hand in this, I'm not lying to you. We will because I'm learning it and I'm, I'm getting the information just as I'm going through it every week when it's time for me to write another one. So we're experiencing the same experience of unwrapping and learning new things about or learning new characters uh, and then learning new things about them. It's in putting other pieces together. As I said before, when I posted on our social page on Facebook, it's like putting the pieces together of a puzzle going backwards in time i know it was deep for me too all right so let's talk about episode five so episode five is where tahib came through and he came through strong and then i got the experience to feel the wife queen hagar mother and then as soon as i felt her i like oh my gosh that's it it makes sense because queen hagar came through so strong in the book and even in the webisodes, when I did the audition and I had to find the actresses to play her role, you know, we was looking for something very particular because that's the personality that Queen Hagar came through. But when I got an opportunity to fear the mother of Queen Hagar, we call her pretty much Queen Mother, the Queen. And so it really made sense. So in this episode, you find that Tahib is in a, in a position of meditation and, and prayer, as we might say today. And so we realize that it's very secretive, I guess, where he's at. He's with other type elders or students that, so it seems to me it makes sense because in the book, he is living in Mitzrayim. He's living in the palace at that time, right? Now it seems he actually lives not really in Mitzrayim, perhaps. I still don't know. But I do feel, or at least in this episode 5, we get to see and hear that he's a part of some particular high mental type society in a sense that, that he's following a certain, you know, path in a way that's of a higher learning, a higher intellect, spiritually and so forth. And it talks about, at least in that clip that you got to hear, because this was a clip, episode five, where they're making plans to go to Mitzrayim to visit Queen Hagar and to follow up on King Milan. So they are in the know that King Milan is recovering. And again, 
when this first scene came through in episode one, you don't really know at, at initial what's going on until later those images came, realized that King Malan was hurt severely. And so it seems that Tahib has been not only praying for King Malan, but has also got some special herbs or something that he could use to help his recovery and so he would receive a message while he was in meditation on this uh, terrace and I'm just seeing that it's on some type of beach it's on some type of coastline and in this particular temple or what have you um, he gets interrupted by the temple guard as soon as he got the message it seems like Queen we call her Queen Mother Mana, and so she is the mother of Queen Hagar. Her essence, when she came through, I can't even explain it. It was just like da da spotlight. It was just, it was very, uh, very regal, very uh, ancient in a way. And um, I love the part when it came through that they did most of their communication telepathically. Meaning that they just pretty much knew what the other person was saying just by looking at one another. That's how powerful and strong intellect that she was. And when I described how she looked, it's hard to put it in words, but I did the best that I could. And I hope that you were able to formulate that image as well. But she's like the mother of what we consider to be the mother of a queen very respectful very knowledgeable very caring very nurturing right the the description of that in a sense she came through real strong and just beautiful inside and out and so we get the connection that they are very close that it's true love between them Tahib and Queen Mother Mana and they're very in tune to what's going on and so we learn few things about them because this was a clip and so she speaks first and she says to him immediately when she comes to the terrace as if she knew when she realized that I'm not sure where she was at that moment to just come on the scene right after he read it and he was going to her and maybe she saw that guard arriving with the message and sensed and picked it up that that's my daughter that that's something regarding her in Mitzrayim which she's concerned of course a true mother will be right for their children and she says to him is it Hagar and then Tahib nods and basically says yes and says we leave at this moment it is time so it definitely set it up that he's they already had plans to return and that's exactly what they're going to do because now something has changed and he, they have to hurry up, make that trip and return back to Mitzrayim. And so with that one, I like I said, I left it like that to give you a sense that they're coming and it's more to come. Now I'm going to give you a sneak peek of what's coming. It's a scene that came up before this scene, okay, before episode five and oh my gosh, it's like, but I put it out there on the social media that for the last, it was four days straight, Queen Hagar was on my mind. And I have identified that, that it's a strong message coming through and for me to be quiet enough to get the message. And the message basically was, Queen Hagar want me to speak. Want this season, the first season definitely would be about her and King Milan to know more about what led up to the book point when Princess I mean, it was on the scene, but this scene between Queen Mother Mana and Queen Hagar, 
I have not written it yet, but I already know when they finally do arrive. Oh my gosh. You got to be a patron there and you got to get this scene. I haven't decided yet the whole short story, just patron only or just do the clip. I haven't decided yet looking over it, what, which way I'm going to go because I have decided and I have mentioned it before in this podcast mostly would be clips and snippets sometimes I will release the, the full short story to still get you a feeling what you can experience because if you're returning back you love you really enjoy my stories go ahead and become a patron but to get back to what I said that scene came through just like the first scene oh my god it was just I couldn't turn away I was just like just you know just like frozen seeing this play in front of me and the scene between her mother opens up a lot and I never seen or never written Queen Hagar in that way when she's with her mother I mean it's it's a powerful scene it's a powerful scene it's one that you got to tune into and it's just oh wait wait till you hear that one and um, I haven't, like I said, we're preparing to return Malay back to stage. And I still don't know, will Queen Mana be, Queen Mother Mana be for the stage point of view? Because that's the time of Princess Amelia. But at any rate, this scene here that's talking about this time period is a powerful scene. Pretty much to give you some clues on that. They're very, very close. And now I understand how Queen Hagar stood her ground and was so strong through all that drama when Princess Amelia and the two kings during that time period I see where she gets she gets it from her mother she gets it from her mother and the tick for tack in the sense that she nips that in the bud and go forward I'm talking about Queen Hagar she learned that from her father and I just felt it my habit would have seen to describe it for my followers and of this podcast and of my productions but doing episode five I automatically said you know and of course you would say well they're their parents and da 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 but you know sometimes that's not the case in real life but this here shows they molded her and you know what I still haven't got the background of how when did she learn all these languages and like remember I said in episode one that Queen Hagar knew the ancient language in the sense of the Orions. And I haven't really dig far of the Orions exactly, you know, are they a tribal on the the west side of the Sudan or from the north? I haven't really dug into that yet. It haven't really came through for me to at this moment. But I'm very curious of where was she taught how did she learn these languages when and you know why you know all those are coming up and just having this scene episode five with her parents shows that man they molded her to they did some good things <laughs> and she got some good g's or what have you but uh they exposed her to a lot it's almost if they knew her future that one day or it would be times that she would be the sole ruling person in Mitzrayim. It was as if her destiny was already seen and so they made sure that she got what she needed because she would need it and so she needed that moment because she needed to stand ground and to show I am a queen 
and I can handle this and spoken that man language, honey. I'm telling you, when when I see it saw that seat and when I wrote it, I was just, it was just a pile of scene as I wrote it. She wasn't playing. All right, let's go ahead and move to episode six, okay? Episode six. This is interesting. Episode six. All right, episode six, where I released it on December the 18th. It says, no way out, but all in. Okay, I really like that title. <laughs> because you got to be all in in life, especially if you want to accomplish something. So in this, we return back from episode four with Comrade Detar. And I am learning so much about Comrade Detar. He came in real strong in my book. He was not featured Comrade Detar would make his special appearance just like King Milan when we return back to stage for the prestige return of Molay stage play. Comrade Detar coming through real strong and I am loving this because he's he's very likable in the book and he's very likable now and it definitely shows that Queen Hagar and King Milan trusts him like a son and will protect him because remember in the episode earlier where Queen Hagar gave the call to their secret military spy Halek to send 400 guards of their command and their allies. And so pretty much Comrade Tatar, when he saw that, when he was about to enter the enemy tent, which we're still trying to find out who is this character, which came to me, his name was Sanal. And um, the whole background of that, that Comrade Tatar knew that he was all in. You know, he got to be all in because the Queen of Mitzrayim was all in. Now, it does show that Comrade Tatar, just to step to the side, he is not aware of King Milan. Very few people know the status of King Milan. And I'm learning and I'm getting little pieces of it. But I don't know the whole story, of course. These images and feelings of picking up what happened and putting the pieces together I'm learning it as each time I sit down and I'm it's time for me to write or I might be doing something else and the image just pops in my mind and it won't go away so I know that that's basically spirit talking to me this is the way to go and then I go ahead and sit down and write it and then it just falls into place like putting pieces to a puzzle backward in time I gotta keep saying that because when I wrote it on my social media it just came through me to write it and I went back and reread it like I couldn't have said it any better <laughs> and so Comrade Tatar here he is in Ganuto and he gets that flickering light of com of communication what, we, what I'm calling reflection of light that they communicated with from a distance and Comrade Tatar said I only come by the way of the message when he enters the tent right and he's not afraid that he's in the enemy camp and it's a whole bunch of these guards that could attack him and it shows that uh, that he's ready to go to battle especially now because he has Mitzrayim on the far banks ready to ponder on that area like it's nobody business right and so the man Sanal speaks and says oh you got the message they go back and forth now I like this because it revealed also that it had to be some type of recent war some type of battle and that Sanal was on opposition side was against Mitzrayim because he asked Kamar Tatar leave Mitzrayim and come with me you know <laughs> and um, all of that and so this was just a clip but nonetheless you will have to definitely tune in to get the full story of that. But yeah, but 
pretty much Kamar Dattab was not happy and he was asking for something. I think that's where the clip, I'm looking at my notes where it cut off, where he demanded to return. You got to find out who is he talking about. Okay, You got to become a patron <laughs> and uh, find out what happened in that scene because that scene is important because going forward, <clears throat> you will get the scene of King Milan, right? And you will get a scene where you will find out more of the person that Kamantata seeks to find out. And Sanal knows some information. And also take away of how Kamantata, you know, stood his ground. So he's very young at this moment of time. And how he could throw that sword. And so that means he's very skilled. So you got to find out where did he get his skill set to be so young. Because he's about, I described, about 17 you know, in that young age, and he he's rising up the ranks in the military like it's nobody business. So he's very skilled, and they must have picked up, and I mean they, in the sense of King Milan and Queen Hagar, that Kamatata can be trusted, because that's what she told. Hey, like I feel Kamatata is on our side. Remember that. So they're picking up that he's on their side, no matter what. Exactly what Kamatata told him, which is kind of comical in a way, because he said, "Why would I give up?" supporting Mitzrayim to someone with sands and cloth or something to that nature and he got he got mad basically that was, this this was the quote that Kamar Tata said to Sanal you speak of nothing Mitzrayim would never bow down to a man in fabric and sand of his kingdom he's not interested he's not going to betray the queen of Mitzrayim the king and queen of Mitzrayim He's not even interested. And so now I got really upset and mad. So you have to go and check that episode out. That's episode six. Because that sets it up. I already see some other scenes coming after the fact. To put this all together. Why I'm showing this. Not only to return back to episode four. Where we get that information that Kamatata's making this trip. To this person that gave him this message. Which now we know is Sanel. But it's something else coming back in episode 6 that I just gave you a review behind the scenes. But it's something else coming up that put all of this together. That it would be good if you do go ahead and tune in for that full episode. Um, not just to clip it. But yeah, so that scene really showed a lot. And I just have a feeling, and I can't give out too much away, that pretty much... It would be something major in the sense of why, what happened to King Milan, what's going on with that. He's been very quiet. He doesn't come through a lot. Mostly his Queen Hagar, his Comrade Dita, Ezra, just a bit. And I can go ahead and let you know another sneak coming and that we will learn more about Ezra. I have already seen at least one or two scenes, but it's weird. It's like the scenes that I'm seeing with Ezra, which is I brought up only on social media when I post an image and it a lot of people liked it at a quote that came through that one of the five the five people from the book that I brought to life on stage in the websodes in the short film is Princess Samia, the two kings and her two friends, Salma and Nahar. And Ezra is the father of Nahar. Ezra never been in any of the theatrical performance besides just a book he came through in the book of course with all of that those big characters being written about he did not get a full representation because you know he was more of a supporting character 
And now for him coming through, I'm telling you, I'm loving this. I'm learning more about Nat, um, Nahar's father. I have already seen scenes, but the scenes with Ezra, as I get more into, mostly would be about him in the future. Because I already said, Queen Hagar made it known and King Milan as well. This year would be about them. This would be about the royal family in the sense of Queen Hagar and King Milan. This is their year of a moment of time. But I do feel maybe in season two that we will learn more about Ezra. Now he's deep in the mystery school of thought too. Because in the book, if you read the book pretty much to give you some idea of that, Nahar was going to the mystery school of thought with Princess Aminia. They was like, you know... <laughs> classmates if you might say his access to the royal family was of course through Ezra which now I picked up by doing this podcast that Ezra was close to the family I even know some connection between Ezra and the royal family that I can't reveal now but I was excited like a like a kid at a candy store but the scenes that I've seen with Ezra just to let you know they were scenes with Nahar but it was in more closer to pretty much the time of Princess Aminia, but before the time where she's coming of age of 18 and the deal was for her to marry the kings, right? But I get to see and I learned, um, like I said, a connection between the royal family and Ezra. And it was very moving to me. It explained a lot, almost like how generation, how it kind of in a way repeats itself families and so forth so anyway I learned something else that I have not revealed it will be revealed in future episodes but yeah but it was a future scene in a sense with Nahara was born by then he had already been around Princess Aminia and so it was a father and son moment very interesting and I can tell you now another sneak peek see you got to tune into these this way you get not just a recap of what I witnessed in the episodes but you get to find out little nuggets that I haven't really put it out there on blast so you have to tune in and become a patron but I have learned some other things too about Ezra we'll get to meet the mother of Nahar this is major to me because like I said it was only his father that came through now I picked up his wife will come through and I get to do some scenes with them and I am so ecstatic now of course like I said this is still the time before Princess Samia so Nahar is not on the scene but to give you an idea now since I'm thinking about it I think that scene came through in the future ahead of time me writing right now the time period on the timeline is to explain the patterns of behavior in the sense of what happened what, what would happen in the future because in the book, there's a special moment between the father and Nahar. Uh, right before all that kind of blew up kings and people from Pleiades and all of that. And oh, it just kind of put another puzzle to what I did not know at the time when I wrote the book. But anyway, you got to tune in for that when I do announce it. So anyhow, that was episode five and episode six. I hope you are loving these stories and sharing them with other people. And you can like it and you can comment on it in good of light when you are commenting. So thank you so much for supporting my productions. My name is Nichelle Anderson, of course. And this is my podcast, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, where I just reviewed and gave you some behind the scenes of how 
these scenes came about episode five and episode six and then i will continue to do them pretty much every four episodes that that i would do you know back to back then i would take a break and i would release a director's clip to talk about the ones that just got released previously got released i should say and to get you some more insight and as you have have heard earlier in this podcast to also give you some new things that's coming that i have not put it on blast that you get in this behind the scenes and I had um, noticed before anybody else now sometimes I will have a director's clip that is on a patron and you can't get access to that unless you are a patron but at any rate I hope you enjoyed this segment I hope you were able to follow along and I definitely hope that you are excited about it because I am I love writing stories it's just a wonderful experience of being a writer that's what I am that's what I'm blessed with and I hope you're getting something from these stories from these characters and learning some things and finding some type of message through them all right so in the peace of light thank you so much for tuning in today and for supporting my podcast so long The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.